You're listening to episode 12 of the Thriving Mom podcast. Today, we're talking all about what to expect when healing your relationship with food. There's so much information about the joys of becoming an intuitive eater, but nobody really talks about the messy middle. So today we're going there, we're preparing your mind for what may happen on your journey to food freedom and how you can navigate those. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, Mama? Let's journey together. Well, hello, beautiful. Welcome to another episode. How are you? I'm feeling excited because spring is around the corner. (laughs) Yes, I know we're still in January, but I'm one of those people who thinks about plants and warm, long, bright days while there's still a lot of snow on the ground. I can't help it. Winters are along where I live. So what keeps me going is just thinking about the brighter days ahead when I get to put my winter stuff away, open my windows, and let fresh air just go through my house. That just makes me feel so happy. Well, that means that I also watch a lot of home makeover shows. I just love seeing the transformation of houses that seem so hopeless to beautiful buildings that make most owners cry with delight. I have quite a few right now. But my favorite is Forever Home by Jonathan and Drew Scott. And no, this is not an ad for them. Do you have a favorite show? You should send me a DM on Instagram and let's chat about it. Anyway, back to what I was saying. In the home makeover shows, we get to see homes transform within, you know, six weeks. Sometimes they're longer or shorter. But what we see on TV is only the tip of the iceberg. Although I love seeing the transformation, I always watch for the homeowner's reactions when things don't go as planned. Obviously, as a viewer, I don't have the same emotional response that they do, but it's very interesting to see what happens when they're asked to either reduce their budget or they find out that you know their house has asbestos or something that could hurt their family or when they have to make the difficult decision of taking something off of you know their wants list because their budget can cover for it. I often wonder whether most of these homeowners would have wanted to take on that journey of home renovation had they known what was in store for them. And if they had, would they have decided to do it anyway, knowing that the end product would be so worth the challenges and the struggles? So this is what inspired me to record this episode because I see so many parallels between home makeover shows and the journey of healing your relationship with food, whether becoming an intuitive eater or just building a trust-based relationship with food. Of course, I must say that the most challenging thing when healing your relationship with food is that you get to that point where you don't feel the best physically. And that usually comes about when you decide to make peace with food and start introducing you know, f- the foods you considered forbidden back into your diet. This is very common, and I say it in my clients time and time again, You know, you start letting foods into your life and your body's like, oh, hello, what's going on here? You know, and you may also be doubting whether it's even the right choice for you because you start to observe changes in your body. 
And for some women, those changes may not necessarily be things that they're happy about, especially when it involves weight gain. So I just want to invite you to keep an open mind and just see where some of these things I'll be talking about may show up for you and how you can support yourself. So first, there are many factors that will impact your healing journey. Things such as how many diets you've been on, how long you were on those diets, and how restrictive or extreme those diets may have been. And it's totally normal to struggle with lingering feelings of guilt, doubt, you know, distrust, and judgment when you start to eat intuitively. You have to remember that you're moving from a different world where rules and restrictions were the norm to a world where you learn to rebuild trust with your body. And that's a scary process. So let's acknowledge them rather than dwell on them, observe with curiosity, and keep on moving because you got some place to go. All right, here's a list of what to expect. Number one, you'll probably want to eat all the foods. Now, this should come as no surprise to you because you've been depriving yourself of some foods. So you'll want to eat them all. While this might be very challenging and scary to, to watch, I want you to know that this is completely normal because it's just your body's natural response to deprivation. That's it. So your body will want to take it all in because right now it's not sure if it'll ever eat all those foods again. And depending on how long you've been dieting or how long you're willing to trust the process, this might take a couple of weeks to a few months. The biggest factor that will help you get through this phase quickly will be simply just allowing yourself to eat. You might actually realize that during this time, you don't even want to eat all the foods you thought were good. And I'm using good here in quotes. So some people, let's say you haven't been having carbs as part of your diets. Maybe you haven't been eating white rice or bread and you've been mostly focusing on vegetables. You might realize that when you start to allow all the foods, all you crave are carbs. You're craving the bread, you're craving the rice, and you don't even want to eat the vegetables. You have to remember that you need to give your body time to be reassured that this is going to be the norm. The norm is you're letting back those foods that you didn't allow before. Over time, the cravings will subside. Just like in the home makeover shows where homeowners are taken to a house for inspiration, they start listing off a whole bunch of lists of what they want because they feel like this is the one time to finally get what they've been waiting for. Over time, they'll recognize those things don't really work for their families. So then they start really focusing on getting what they actually need versus what they think would be nice to have. Same thing with your body. Over time, your body will realize what feels good and what doesn't. And if you're worried about nutritional value of foods, I would recommend you put that aside for now. Because unless you let your body learn through experience, you'll just end up creating your own food rules, which is what you're really trying to stay away from. Number two, it will take time. Probably not what you wanted to hear, but it's true. Depending on how steeped you were in diet culture, you may need more time to heal your relationship with food than you anticipated. Again, you're rebuilding trust with your body, so it'll need to know that it doesn't have to worry about restrictions any longer. One thing I found that's been really helpful, it's just journaling. And always I'll ask my clients to journal their experiences, but not in the way you may be thinking. 
For instance, rather than recording what they eat versus what they don't eat, we focus on their healing process and who they're becoming through that process. So we'll ask questions like, did you recognize your hunger and fullness? Did you eat mindfully? Did you respond kindly to your cravings? For me, these things matter more than the foods because once that relationship is established, your body will know what it needs. And as long as you're tuned into responding kindly, you will respond in a way that honors your body for the most part, right? So then you get to celebrate when you look at how much you're progressing and that seems to spur you on and encourage you on your journey. Number three, you'll want to stop many times, then change your mind many times after that. I'll say this, if your journey doesn't involve challenging your thoughts and beliefs about how you engage with food, then email me at hello at oliveandbliss.ca and tell me what magic you're doing and how you're sustaining it. Because one thing I find is our thoughts and beliefs are very important to address when we start this journey. Once you start working on healing your relationship with food, things will come up, which quite frankly can be a scary process. And it's not like you're done with one thing and you're good. You finish one thing, another pops up. From my own experience, I remember there were times when I cried because I was very resistant to addressing negative emotions. I just didn't know how to handle them. You know, I grew up in an environment where negative emotions were things I should not be having. So I grew up suppressing a lot of negative emotions and just use food to numb or feel better. But a big part of the work of intuitive eating has to do with tuning back into your feelings and emotions. So I had to embrace that part of me in order to get to the other side. So this is one of the reasons why the first couple of sessions I have with my clients are focused on thought work because it helps them recognize what is theirs to address and what they can finally let go of. And it just helps to create a better atmosphere for them to let go of their food rules and expectations. Then they can build intentional thoughts into their lives, which I found to make such a big difference for them. Now, moving on to number four, you'll feel like things are getting worse than you expected. So you may feel stress, anxiety, and worry start to creep up because things are not just going the way you planned. It's just like in the home shows where the owners want an open concept house. So then they decide to break a wall. But then by opening the wall, they find a duct is missing or the electrical wiring was not done properly or they find asbestos in the ceilings or the wall. As a result, they have to take all these extra precautions that were not planned. Of course, the homeowners are not always pleased, but they recognize that those changes will make their home safer, more energy efficient and better in the long run. So what I want you to remember is that you're working to uncover deeply rooted issues and beliefs that you may not have recognized how they impact your relationship with food. So diving into these issues and beliefs that you may have will make you feel like you're moving back rather than forward. Just know that there may be things you learn through this seemingly backward direction that will help to propel you forward. I encourage you to hang in there. And if you need help, seek help from a professional who is trained in supporting you in this way. Of course, you can always email me, hello at oliveandbliss.ca, or you can check out oliveandbliss.ca slash nutrition hyphen coaching. I'll include a link in the show notes so you can have that as well. Finally, number five, 
you'll feel liberated and free with your food choices. One of my clients recently experienced a traumatic life event, and this is what she said to me. If I hadn't done my work with you, I would have slipped back to the unhealthy relationship I had with restricting food and the rules of dieting I set for myself. This client had a 20-year dieting history, so you can imagine the work she had to do to reestablish that trust with her body. Thinking about it now just makes me feel so emotional because I'm really happy and proud of what she was able to accomplish within the time that we worked together. And it's very interesting because her own thing was she had to earn her calories. So just hearing her say she felt liberated and didn't feel like she had to restrict food and put the rules back on the table just made me so happy. It was a challenging process, but with the strategies that we were able to build in place, it was easy for her to keep eating as a form of self-care through her struggle. She was able to work through her emotions and keep food in its rightful place. She has this choice, and perhaps that's what you're looking for as well. So I just encourage you to hang in there and seek the help, like I said already. All right, so those are the five things to expect. I'll quickly recap. Number one, you'll probably want to eat all the foods. Number two, recognize that it'll take time. Number three, you will want to stop multiple times and change your mind multiple times. Number four, you'll feel like things are getting worse than you expected. Number five, you'll feel liberated and free with your food choices. So before I sign off, I just want to say that if you're embarking on this journey of healing your relationship with food, You're doing a brave thing. You're doing a brave thing by choosing to heal your relationship with food. And you need to recognize that your journey will be unique to you. And it's okay to work at your own pace. There's no right or wrong way to heal your relationship with food. There's only your way. As long as you're tuning into what your body needs and just managing those expectations as they come up. Once you're no longer preoccupied with fighting food, you'll find that you have the mental clarity to think about doing things you never even thought possible. These could be things like having more time for self-care, having boundaries with people, responsively planning your meals, and so much more. And I must say that that's the best part of doing this work for me, being able to see my clients work through their struggles and come out on the other side. All right, friends, I hope you found this very helpful. And I also hope that you'll take some time to reflect on your own journey and don't forget to celebrate your wins. If you'd like support, set up a consultation call with me. The link is in the show notes and let's see how I can support you. Now, before you go, would you do me a favor and download this episode, then share it with three women, please, please, please. And also leave me a review. Reviews really help the podcast get found by other women who need this message. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to share with other moms. I'd also love to hear your takeaways. So please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. If you hadn't had a chance yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Each review is so important to us because it makes it easy for other moms to find our thriving mom community. Be sure to tune in next week for another dose of inspiration to help you thrive on your motherhood journey. 
Until next time, stay thriving!